petite Syrah. A little extra. Put this all wrecked in your cerebral cortex. You want me to rap? Think I'd rather take a nap. It's a wheel. It's your feels. It's, it's the, the best nightcap. Cheers! Storygram Network. Hosted by Transistor.fm. Hey guys, Sarah here. Uh, Before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know that uh, because of the pandemic that we're all currently living in, all of the episodes going forward um, were recorded with Zoom, so the quality of the sound is going to be different than what you normally expect. Also, we recorded these episodes ahead of time, so what you're hearing from us doesn't reflect what's currently going on in the world. Uh, who knows what's going on in the world by the time you hear these. Hopefully we're doing better and getting a grip on this crisis. Uh, anyway, hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Hi. Hello. It's Petite Sarah. A little extra. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Welcome, everybody, to our mini-sode. I'm Sarah. I'm Desi, and I'm you are listening to the uh, dessert portion of Whining with Nurses. Uh huh. Uh huh. Here we uh-huh. are. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, we didn't Where? add in our um, things that we were happy and sad about in the last episode. The whining and the shining. I feel like side shine. note, real fast. Side note, I feel like our listeners might hear the uh, potent difference between us in the beginning of whining with nurses episode and the slightly slurged, goofy speech of Patricia. <laughs> At the beginning of Wyoming with Nurses, we're like, oh, we didn't say that in sync together, and we need to get that together. And then now we're like, hey, y'all. Howdy. We've been drinking. At the end of the last episode, I couldn't even pronounce whining W. W, nurses. I couldn't say W. It's hard. It's tough. It's not even a W. It's a double V. It's like you, but there's two of them. No, the letter. All right. What's your wine, my dear? Okay. Um, all right. Now, I don't like to be very political in general, but here's something that's been really annoying me lately is um, there have been some nurses who've been speaking in support of Donald Trump lately, and it just makes me worry that people are going to think that uh, this is what represents nurses, that nurses support Donald Trump. And so um, there have been two that I can think of. One spoke at the RNC, and she was, like, supporting Donald Trump and how he approved telehealth visits. And I'm just like, come on. He didn't invent telehealth visits. He probably approved it because someone coerced him to. People, the healthcare industry has been wanting this for years. Also, telehealth sucks. I think it's not so bad in our office. To be oh, honest. okay. In the office, in that um, platform, okay, I can see how it works better. Yeah, there's people who we, we see who live in remote locations, and they have to drive three hours to get to our office, and sometimes it's just an annual checkup, and we can't mm-hmm. renew their medications unless we see them so often, and they're like, oh, yeah, nothing's changed. Good thing I drove four hours each way to get here. <laughs> so it totally makes sense in those cases. But Donald Trump did not invent that. Our, the healthcare industry has been asking for it for probably a decade. And the government moves so slowly that it's never happened. And now in a crisis, thank God it's happened. But it's not because of Donald Trump. And also, 
he did not handle things well at the beginning of the crisis. And I, so I just want to let everyone know, we don't all nurses agree with the nurses that you've been hearing in the media. And I'm pissed about that, that they're probably getting more, uh, you know, platform than they should. Absolutely. There are the people who disagree. Yeah. All right. And that's it. Okay. I, you know what? Don't want to speak for all of us. No. We are not a united front on that topic. Right. Right. Okay, my wine. I just I went off. You just, you just <laughs> dropped a bomb, sister. Um, I didn't prepare for a wine, so I'm going to like quickly pull one out of my ass. Um, my wine <laughs> is, this is so pathetic, but okay, with our COVID cases, we shower uh, at the end of shift. Um, wait, let me back up. Okay. With the COVID cases, we try to keep them in negative pressure rooms when it's possible. And a negative pressure room has no fucking ventilation. I don't know, uh, if we have allowed the F word to be said. Yeah, we can say whatever we want. Okay. It has, you close off the, the AC vent to make it a negative pressure room. I don't understand the physics or whatever of it because I, that just never was my ball game, but uh, it happens. And so the air in there is so stagnant and it has been uh, over a hundred degrees of late this week. And it is so hot in that room and we have run out of the good yellow gowns and we have these white tarps from China and literally all the instructions <laughs> are in Chinese or Mandarin. Um, and they are like, they are so thick. I, I went in there. Sarah, I'm going to send you the photo and we can post it. I'm not ashamed to post it on our Instagram. I was in there for about an hour and 15 minutes doing my evening meds and bathing the patient and getting, you know, finishing up dinner and getting her all ready for bed. And sweat was pouring down my arms and into my gloves so much that my hands were pruned when I walked out of there. My underwear and bra were soaking wet, as were my shirt and part of my pants. Um, it was pouring into the uh, seal of my mask. Oh my I was God. like, and the whole time that my patient, she was, luckily it wasn't really hard, um, really hard hitting attacking her lungs. So she could, she was like, honey, you're really, you're really breathing heavy. You can slow down, just calm down. And I'm like, no, I'm breathing like this because I'm sweating in here. <laughs> um, so that's, I had to take a mid-shift shower and get some new scrubs. Oh my God. Oh, you know what's bad when your patient has to tell you like just to breathe? Yeah, just to slow down. I'm like, it's not about slowing down. It's the fact that in my gown, it's probably 95 degrees. Oh my God. I'm okay. not even exaggerating. That might be a kind estimate of the temperature. I just sent you the photos on your cell phone. Yay. Uh, I'm excited to see you. I, I did not know that about negative pressure rooms. I imagine that in the negative pressure room, there's a vacuum in the ceiling. It sucks all the air out and it puts it on the outside of the world where the solution to pollution is dilution. And so, you know, TB or COVID or whatever, uh, infectious things go out and they're scattered and dispersed and nobody has to deal with them. That it, it may be the air into the room and it keeps it in the room. No, I don't know. I don't know. There's just, all I know is there's no movement of air. I don't Gross. know. 
I'm sure I should know. And people are probably like, oh my God, she doesn't know what negative pressure is. I'm like, that's, you know, that's not the body, not my job. You think they teach that in nursing school? Unless it's the negative pressure in the lungs, I can get that. But when it comes to a building, it doesn't click. So there was that. And then the other thing, and it coincides with this, is nurses that are still freaking wearing a full face of makeup to work right now, especially on night shift. What the hell are you trying? Who are you looking pretty for? Because, <laughs> because we have these, like, they're like, I call them poor man's peppers. They're like these hoods with this, like, hose and this belt that, I don't know how it works. Again, physics, who the hell knows? But <laughs> it blows cool air on your face, and you don't have to wear the N95. And so it's a lot more enjoyable and not so dehydrating to go into your patient's rooms in these. But um, we only have like one hood that fits me and somebody, and I know who, and I won't say, but I want to, wore it with a full face of makeup and the entire inside is covered in like urban decay. Ew. Yeah. Okay. Number one, why do you need to wear that much makeup to work at a hospital where you work with patients and other nurses who probably know what you look like for real? And we all look like trash anyways. It's 2020. Who cares? Yeah. Three in the morning, that that makeup doesn't hide anything. You're sharing other equipment with people that goes directly on your face. Gross. Gross. I tried to clean it and it just... I couldn't get past the smudginess of it. Even though it like faded a little bit, it was still noticeable. Meh. Meh. Okay, things we're happy about. Uh, I'm happy that we still get to go rafting during the COVID pandemic. Um, the owner and uh, one of the owners and my manager at WET, uh, he actually participated with some of the local government decisions about like, how are we going to go about reopening our business safely and we've been doing it and so far everyone's been safe there have been no reported incidences of covid and people that have gone rafting with us and i freaking love it because we need an outlet now more than ever and being outdoors from what i've read and heard is generally safe unless you're standing face to face with someone and and speaking with them um, without a face mask that's not safe but in general, if you're outdoors doing outdoor activities and you can stay six feet away from people mm-hmm. or wear a face mask, then you're safe. So, yay. I love it. Thank God. <sighs> All right. My shining, I did my whining, now it's time for shining, is our county finally got removed from the danger list. So we're allowed to do indoor dining, which on a like professional, rational level, probably not a good idea. Um, but on a personal emotional level, I got to go to my old, it's like a wine bar cafe and it's where, when I was, um, initially pre COVID days, when I was transitioning to ICU, I used to go there and study and have lunch and then have a glass of wine. And it was just a great, like way to be productive while also drinking wine. So, (laughs) so I got to go there the other day and I studied for like two hours and had a glass of wine and I had their truffle fries and, I was like, oh, it kind of feels like normal. And that was just a great moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm studying for the CCRN. Oh, are you? Yeah. It's uh, overwhelming. You can do it. Yeah. It's just like getting, being disciplined enough to like be academic again. 
Yeah, I think you can do it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Good job. Good for you. I'm working on it. I still have like a, a year and three months of ICU experience to get under my belt, but. Uh, you have that much time to study too. Exactly. And it'll happen like that. Time's flying. Isn't it? it it's is. flying. It is. It's miserable, but it is flying. It seems kind like of like flying. actually flying in an airplane. It's miserable, but you're flying. Yeah. Um, should we spin the wheel? Spin it. Am I going first or are you going first? Um, whichever. Do you, I'll go can first. I, okay. Oh, so you can. You can. Oh. You can. <laughs> no. I was going <laughs> to Wait. I had a question. Can you pick the topic from our imaginary wheel for me? Uh-huh. And I'll just, I'll just pull the story out of my brain. All right. It's happy. Oh, happy. Okay. Or happy. funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a good one. So I had this really cute patient, but she kept having like TIA slash strokes. She had, I forget what procedure she had, but um, it was something really mellow. And then she had a, a TIA on the, on the telemetry unit post-procedure. Actually, it was on the med surge unit and she kind of had like this mini rapid response where they had to do like four compressions on her because they couldn't get a point. And then she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so she anyways, was sleeping. She was asleep. Yeah, I had her this <laughs> night and she was so cute. See, she was so chatty. She'd be like telling me about her siblings and be like, oh yeah, I had two brothers, but or I have three brothers, but two of them are already dead. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, yeah, one of them killed themselves, literally shot himself in the foot. And the other one, I'm pretty sure is a serial killer. And I'm like, what? And she's like, well, was a serial killer. He's dead now. <laughs> I mean, she was just so cute and funny. And um, so anyways, later in the night, it was a real chill night. She was my only patient. Later in the night, um, we were like looking through all the drawers around the charge nurse's desk and we found a bunch of stamps, you know, like colonos uh, colos uh, colonoscopy or cardiac catheterization, like the stamps for consents. Yeah. yeah. And there was one stamp that said copy and my coworker grabbed it and stamped my forehead with it. <laughs> and then right as he did that, my co or my patient called and I'm like, Oh dude, one, what the heck? And I'm like wiping my forehead, trying to get all the stamp off me. And I go into my patient's room and do what I have to do with her. And I'm about to head out and I'm like, Hey, um, ma'am, can I just ask you, is there anything red on my forehead? You know, cause it was the red coffee stamp. And she's uh -huh. like, squints at me and kind of shifts her head side to side. She's like, mm, a couple pimples. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I was just like, she totally roasted me. <laughs> but it made me so happy. I was just like, you're so dang cute. And then guess what time she had a stroke that morning? Uh, I don't know. 5.45. Oh, right before you, yeah, yeah. Or, right, right, leave. You're oh. like, what does this have to do with anything? I'm like, what's stroke o'clock? What time is that? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Let me check my statistics real fast. <laughs> All right, your turn. I'm spinning the imaginary wheel. <laughs> oh, what did it land 
and done. Happy or funny? Happy or funny? Oh, funny. Okay. It's so funny how it always lands on those. <laughs> um, I do have a funny story, but it's not very, it's not nursing related, but it's me related. So I'm going to share <clears throat> next. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So, you know, uh, Ryan's a park ranger and we live at a park and, um, we live park? at a park. That, I wouldn't. No, it's a river park. <laughs> and um, so since we live on a river park, there are lifeguards. They get here really early in the morning to look out for people on the river. And the lifeguards have been complaining for almost a year, the better part of a year, that every morning they get here and they find a human poop on the ground by the same tree every morning. Somebody's regular. And... Um, yeah. And so it's been a lifeguard's problem for a long time. And uh, they've just been kind of complaining, but recently they've brought it to the attention of the Rangers. And so now the Rangers have taken it on as their problem. Well, Ryan told me, and you know how I love a good poop story and like anything involved with poop. And I was like, Oh, I wonder who it is. Do you think it's someone who just likes pooping outdoors? Do you think that they don't realize that there's like a porta potty right there at the end of the park? Because the actual bathrooms in our park get closed down at night, but there's porta potties that are open 24 7. And this person chooses not to use those porta potties. So, anyway, what a monster. I know. And people have to go clean it up every day. And sometimes they don't see it right away because, you know, they You're don't like to like dry out for poop. Yeah. And then a patron, a park patron, will come by and say, um, there's poop by this tree. And then they'll stand back and watch the park rangers and the lifeguards. There's nothing more debasing. Yeah. Oh, let me get this poop for you, sir or madam. So anyway, I suggested to Ryan, you guys should put some cameras out there. This was months ago. I suggested this. And just this past month, they started putting game cameras out. You tried to ground butted? Yes. Was it Ryan? They were calling it Operation <laughs> Pooping. <laughs> He's like, I just like pooping out. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so they started calling it Operation Pooper Scooper. They were trying to catch whoever this person was. And um, they caught this person on the game camera two nights in a row. So they're like, all right, we've established a pattern. They come out every morning at six o'clock. And I was like, oh, honey, let me get out there. And I'm going to go out with you in the morning. I'm going to take a water gun and squirt this person in the butt right when they're about to poop. But Ryan said, no, that's not appropriate. I had to stay home. So he went out Freaking with the- red tape bureaucracy. I know you have to be nice to people and like not break any laws apparently when you're trying to catch them breaking the law so ryan and another ranger they go out at six in the morning and they wait and the guy comes out and he takes a poop and right as he's pulling his pants up ryan goes and like startles them and they give him a ticket and they like ask him all these questions and they caught the pooper they asked him not to poop anymore there. Please don't poop anymore. And you have to go to court. He has to go to court. And there have been no park poops since. Yay. Operation. Hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> Solved. Wow. 
wow who would have thought like you guys could bond over your interaction with human feces (laughs) i was so into this usually (laughs) brian tells me about his job and i'm like cool that yeah cool i got what you did today all right that's nice to hear oh you want those cute pants and that button-up shirt right let's just do your chest hair now it's the end of the day uh but operation pooper scooper i was like here's all my ideas <laughs> we can inspect the poop and see what he's been eating and then we know like where he shops for groceries and then we can identify a region of the county where he probably lives and then i just really wanted to catch the pooper it's gonna be like year fourth. 40 40 i'll say and they're gonna like uncover your journal from the apocalypse and be like it they'll like read backwards and it's like today's my last day on earth and then flip the page today's my last day of cat uh, my cat stay on earth and then flip the page and be like we caught the pooper (laughs) (laughs) it's like that episode of seinfeld where they play it in reverse that's Oh, I love Seinfeld so much. Caught the pooper, killed my cats, died. (laughs) This will be my legacy. I'm a woman of mercy. (laughs) Oh, bravo, man. What a, what a, you're a regular old sleuth over there. Where you're like getting your binoculars. You're like, he's got a couple hemorrhoids. I can tell by the traces of fresh, bright red blood on the stool that he has hemorrhoids. Um, I think I'm going to write this into my favorite murder. I feel like uh, they probably won't read a story about poop on their hometown minisodes, but um, who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe. I. You know what? I have a. It's not a murder, but I have a pretty insane, like, close call. My mom almost was killed. Write that shit in. I know I should. <sighs> Anyways. That's my favorite murder. We're saying hello from Whining with Nurses. Yeah, That's hello. We are definitely fans, murderinos, even though we save lives. And we're definitely a little tipsy right now. So. So, cheers. 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 cheers.